Thanks for checking out the Supreme Standards Podcast. This is Tina Edwards, and on today's show, we have Theo Croker, who is an American jazz trumpeter, composer, arranger, and vocalist born in Florida. His 2016 album, Escape Velocity, was voted best jazz album in the UK by Echoes magazine. He's a Theodore Presser Award recipient, and he's just released a wicked new album called Star People Nation. On this episode, we talk about all kinds of things, from astral traveling through to his really close relationship with the jazz legend, Dee Dee Bridgewater. Theo Croker, what's up? Peace, peace and love. Ah, what a lovely way to say hello. I'm, I'm happy to be in the UK. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. I you like just uh, came off a flight, right? I did. Maybe two hours ago, three hours ago. Dedicated. Where did you fly from? This time, New York. Okay, sweet. Easy. What did you eat on the plane? Nothing. No, really? No, I didn't. I couldn't, I couldn't touch it. You did, I'm a oh, foodie, so bad? they be bringing it out, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> not today. I hear you. Not today, Satan. I'm not eating that. I flew back from New York last week and had a very questionable vegetable stir fry. See? Which was somewhere between gloop and, no. and mushroom mm-hmm. paste. It was not doing it. Just, yeah, not just, palatable. No, can't no, do that. No, it was rough. Man, uh, well, uh, you're in the UK for a little while now, which is cool. Yeah, um, here a whole for a day. Show. <laughs> <laughs> is that actually the case? Is it literally a day? Yeah, I'm out in the morning. <laughs> oh, damn. How do you how do you survive that kind of like constant flying? You know, you, you got to drink a lot of water. Mm. This is, you know, everything I'm going to say, people are going to be like, this is so cheesy. I can't believe he's telling this shit. We already know. But you got to drink a lot of water. It's good if you can sleep before. Before the flight. It's better than sleeping on the flight. I never come across that way of thinking. It's w- super healthy to get on a plane well-rested. Ah. As corny as that may sound. No, that's not corny at all. That um, sounds very practical. That's pretty much it. And Fair. it's like when, when you when you start to get tired from the, you're on day 12 of it, that's basically you got to start off every run super rested. Mm-hmm. And then it's fun. But if you're tired in the beginning, it's so hard to catch up. Yeah. And you got to eat good. Like, sometimes you got to pass on the cheesy pasta <laughs> or the veggie stir fry. I like, know. you got to leave that alone on the plane yeah. and just suffer till you get to some food food. It's like it's it's almost like when you're on the plane and you haven't, like, packed enough snacks or something. The food you get in the context of the situation of, right. like, it's this or not much else. And they like, know that. Okay, that feels, let's go for it. But, yeah, it's, it's not. They it's know not that. They thing. give you bread that comes in a package and yeah. it's still cold. They don't even heat the bread up. That's so true. Yeah. Like. It's rough. As a, If I was a European, I'd be outraged <laughs> at cold bread. What? Why? Centuries of bread, bread, of eating bread and culinary bread, mm. and you're giving me cold bread in a package, right? And charging me a thousand dollars for a ticket. It's like they're doing you a favor. Don't get me started on that. Of course, no sweat. And I know you're a bit of a foodie anyway, so we'll probably I'm talk about that foodie. a little bit later. Um, Did you ma- say food? Yeah, food. Yeah, See? yeah. There you go. <laughs> but I love food. <laughs> We'll definitely touch on that later because I didn't have enough breakfast and I would like to talk about food. Um, So I have a game to play with you, which is Life Swap. I got to watch you though because you're slick with the games. I am slick with the games, aren't I? Because do you know what? We did this on Worldwide FM. Yeah, you got me. Oh my gosh. You You were like, it was like, name that Blue Note artist. Oh. And I sounded like I had just discovered jazz. (laughs) (laughs) You named half my heroes and I was like, oh man. We, we, hang on, what was this game? I remember playing a game with you now. I'm reliving it in my head. You played like two seconds or something, and I had to tell you who it was. Really? Was and that you, it? And you had like hints that you would drop 
I'm a cold hard bitch. That sounds really hard. You're not. <laughs> I know bitches, you're not one. Okay, sweet. Thank you very much. I'm good. Um, So, (laughs) back to the game. Life swap. Maybe we have played this. I'm not sure. But you can change your answers because I change it all the time. So, the idea is you, Theo, keep your life as it is. Okay. But you have three alternate lives that you Mm. can choose. And you can dip in and out of them as you please for as long or a little amount of time as you like. Okay. So do you want some examples from me just to kind of get you yeah. get you like hyped wanna, up and figuring it out? Life swap. Okay, what life swaps. My life swaps. So I would be a bird taking flight for the first time. Oh. Um, I would be a volcanologist in Iceland. I think that'd be pretty damn cool. Or maybe Hawaii actually, because that's more like active. That's way hot. more dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. Way more dope than yeah. Iceland. Let's go with that one. Um, and I'd run a flower and tea cafe. Really? So that's becoming Where? a bit of Where? a thing. Um, oh, do you know what? The guys, there is someone I know of through a friend of a friend that's opening one in Chicago. So maybe I'd head out there and give him a hand and you like pour the cold, some tea. Huh? Yeah, well, I like the extremity. The summers there are pretty hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the winters there. The winters look crazy rough. cold. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. I find the cold quite like cozy. And yeah, okay. You know that, that Scandinavian word, hygge? Have you heard that? H-Y-G-G-E. It's the sensation of of feeling cozy and wrapping yourself in a blanket and feeling all like, mmm. Yeah, I just just turn the heat on and stay inside. Okay, yeah, I guess you grew up in, you were born in Florida, right? So you're a bit of a heat baby. I want the sweat. (laughs) I want to lay on top of the covers and sweat. Put the ceiling fan on low because if it's too high, you get a cold. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, okay. (laughs) There is something very comforting about being in a sweat, I guess. You kind of feel like you just give into it it's like an afterglow yeah that's a good way to put it an afterglow i like that though flower and tea shop yeah right just like a like a bit of a florist bit of a tea thing there could be a lot of teas you where could you probably like grow cbd flower too <gasps> you could that's that's more of a thing in the states right super healthy yeah doesn't affect your brain kids huh at all i'm intrigued let's have a cover <laughs> after this please um so what would you all three be what's your first one i don't know i i think since we talked about food, I think my first one, I'd want to be like a three or four Michelin star chef Ooh. with my own restaurant. What's the maximum stars you can have? Is that, I think is five, that it? It's five. But I wouldn't want that responsibility. <laughs> like, I think with four, you can still, like, tell people off and, like, fuck stuff up. Okay. Like, you could be like, look, Obama, this is how you eat a steak. <laughs> He's and like, but you're vegan. I was like, look, bro, eat the steak. Okay. <laughs> look. And you're half, so eat the steak. And there's room to like experiment, I guess. If you're a, a five-star Michelin exactly. chef, it's like you have to do things to the highest standard That's without right. room to experiment and be creative. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to like off myself and like leave a note. And it was like, dang, all he had to do was cook a good pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so I the four you. is enough. And I'd I'd make the restaurant somewhere where, someplace it'd be really accessible and affordable, like the people it wouldn't be all bougie and snoozy it would be like i don't know it would be like a hole in the wall with hmm. a with a, like a chinese lady that don't really speak english taking your order nice from and it'd be to go only how about that oh to go only. there we go wow Cause it, would, it would be a vegan dumpling shop there mm. you go i've never seen that but like mock pork dumplings shalom bao fake crab meat all of that Oh man, not soy yeah, based yeah, yeah. either for all you health nuts. Okay, that's not why. What's up Mushro- with soy? Mushroom protein based. What's up with soy? Fake meat. Soy is terrible. Is 
Is it? It's t- super bad. Oh, producer Hugo is like thumbs super down. Why? No. What do I not know? See, Hugo got involved. That's how bad story <laughs> is. Super bad. Educate me. Educate us. I mean, so it just the pr- it's so it's so GMO. Even though they say it's not GMO, it's everything that they they the way they grow it, how they produce it. It's just, it's super bad for your hormones. Super bad if you're a man. I'm pretty sure it's probably even just as bad or more if you're a woman. Damn. And you just really should like tofu and stuff like that. Only if it's like super 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 organic, which is hard to find in the West. Hmm. But, like, wow. I'd eat the tofu in China, maybe. Okay. Because they've been making tofu for thousands of years. Like, they don't have this elaborate scheme, you know, to, like... Chemicals and hormones. Dilute and their soy. Yeah. Like, just... Nah, that's just the bean, bro. Like, just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need this new one to be called Just the Bean, bro. It's just the bean, be bro. Like, we're not <laughs> trying to make our beans look like steak patties. We just eat the beans. Good point. Jeez. Yeah, soy's, soy's no bueno. You've anymore. enlightened me. You ever seen the movie Soylent Green? No. <gasps> Hugo? Yeah. See, okay. You got to see that one. I'm so behind. Is this a Netflix? Nah, it's like thing? a 70s movie. You got to see it. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. Soylent Green. Soylent so Green. Good. Is this going to make me want to go vegan or something? It, it might, but it's okay. going to make you want to check what's in everything. Oh. Which isn't a terrible habit. It's one of those way. like a cult. It's one of the films you watch and it's like, you're like, oh, that could never happen. But mm. it's actually happening. Wow. Gosh. Talking of like cult, what was the name? There was this like cult documentary film made by these students years ago that I saw and I made all my family watch. It was like, mm, I don't remember the name. What a great story. I'll come back to it later <laughs> when I remember. Yeah. But it was kind of like, just well, like. Yeah, you had me on the edge of my seat too. <laughs> I couldn't wait. <laughs> it was just kind of retelling it was just like explaining everything uh as a conspiracy from religion through oh, yeah. to political kind of explanations um i will remember the name later but th- doesn't that make you wonder though like everything people be like oh there's always a reasonable explanation for something but like there's always some off the wall conspiracy explanation for something too mm. that's to me usually makes a lot more sense i hear you the filter of information when you decide what's being you filtered I mean? and what what we believe the truth. It's like, okay, like we know the earth is being overly polluted by cow farts, mm-hmm. by methane gas. Damn cows. Because there's so many cows because everybody wants to serve a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Every How many restaurants on this block serve hamburgers? Oh, my gosh. I mean, so how many, there's that, a lot of restaurants around so here. So we got to grow cows. Look at that. Grow cows in a very unnatural way. Yeah. So they fart and they stinking up the place. And each beef patty I've had takes eight pints of water yep, to process. A, see, and you got me on the pint things. I don't know how many gallons that is, but it's a lot. Oh yeah, because oh, of course you are. <laughs> yeah, like, pint. Is, I'm just. I language? just saw beer glasses. Like <laughs> eight beer glasses. Yeah, that's, that's what I see too when I think of it. You're so right. I mean, yeah, pints. Nothing to do with the UK drinking culture at all. No, no, no influence <laughs> whatsoever. Not in our linguistics. Um, so hit me up with your second life swap. I don't know. My second one would probably be a dolphin, bottlenose dolphin. Because they're fucking awesome. Right? They're they, so smart and playful. They, they they play games. They kill for fun. <laughs> they fuck for fun. Mm-hmm. Can I say fuck? Yeah. They fuck for fun. They, they'll take your woman. Like, I've seen a dolphin documentary, and, like, these two dolphins were like, you know what? She's ours now. And they went and took her from the other male dolphin. Oh, and damn. And then she had to roll with them. So, like, they're pretty gangster. Like, they hunt. They have, like, 30 different ways that they eat. 
everything from like digging in the sand for bugs. Sometimes they go up into freshwater rivers uh-huh. and like they'll like speed up real fast and throw themselves on the bank of the river. But while they do that, it pushes up all these fish and they'll just sit there with their mouth open while the fish slide <laughs> into their mouth. <laughs> so they just they just live for fun and they have sonar. They do have a kind of sonar. They got sonar. I'm revisiting all these Attenborough documentaries That's in the, the totally vision of my There mind. is no other nature narrator. Maybe Morgan Freeman. I think the two of them should have a nature. Nature off. Yeah, they should have a nature off. Yeah, a I'd nature love to see them na- together. narrator off. Like one, like they should be like, you know, here's the dolphin doing the thing, and Morgan Freeman should be like, no, it's not a dolphin, it's a porpoise. You know, something <laughs> they should like, they should be at odds though the whole time. <laughs> like, I can imagine but Morgan never allowed to leave sassy. character though. They gotta both be the chill dude with the crispy voice. Right, you know? that would be a great show. I'm putting that on here, here and now. When the sad day comes that we lose Attenborough, we need to have an Attenborough day where everyone. Like it's a day off school, it's a day off work, like and that. everyone picks up litter, and yeah. and like cleans up their local and environment. And we broadcast his voice into your home directly. Oh yeah, let's take it there. Like Why North not? Korea style. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> a message it's, from it's Admiral. Less oppressive though. But he'll never die. He's probably cloned. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're safe. Cause like we need him. He's probably like recorded so many things that are gonna come out after he dies. It's like he's it's like he's rapper status. He will always be here. He'll be dropping albums. <laughs> Have you heard that there's, um, uh, oh man, he got these field recordings, I can't remember where of, uh, I think it's somewhere in Southeast Asia, and he's kind of like announced that he's putting out these field recordings for a producer to rework into a track, and as like a big prize or whatever to release it on a label or something. Um, I'm totally like just summarizing I need to get my hands on that. Yeah, right? It's probably too late. But I'm going to do it anyway. I saw it like seven days ago. I think there might be time. What? So yeah, we should tap there into that. There is an at Sir Attenborough. Sir Attenborough has... Remix project. Sent out his... Yeah, and he's going to judge it with a bunch of other people. What? I know. <laughs> oh my God. I'm Dropping calling Ebro. Dropping in the club near you. That would be sick, man. Um, so what about your third one? I don't know. Let's see. Dolphin, chef. Okay, let's see. Let's see something practical. I think I would be... Ooh. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, you kind of got me. You don't have to commit to it for life, though. It can just True, be what you I can today. slide in and out of it. Yeah. How about a massage therapist? Oh, nice. That not even, not even the massagee. Nah. Oh, cool. Like, so, so how? Yeah, how come you're on that side of the? Well, I'm good at massages. Cool. You can ask any of my exes <laughs> or lovers. <laughs> They'll all tell you the truth. Well, that's for two references. Yeah. Cool. Two, that would be that. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm down. <laughs> but I, I just, I like, I like it. And I have, I, my hands like to do it. Okay, I don't sweet. Know, but I'd, I'd want to do it someplace sexy, like, like Swiss Alps or something like that. May, imagine. But Big like, glass but like walls. the Ace Hotel in the Swiss Alps, like not, nice. not the Marriott Mansion or whatever creepy Dracula vibe they sure. got going on. Yeah, yeah. It had to be someplace where somewhat hip people hang out. I can imagine You know what I mean? So yeah, that, yeah. like, by the time I'm done with the massage, you're like, oh, my God, let's go for a drink. And I'm like, you can't sure. drink after a massage. You're not supposed to. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You're dehydrated or your toxins exactly. are on the surface. Yeah. They need sorting out. So I, I do that. I, I just, I want to make people, like, cry, feel good. <laughs> like, whatever happened to you when you were 12 years old, you're yeah. going to let go of in this massage session. 
That sounds nice. Um, yeah. If any of uh, Theo's exes are listening right now, please feel free to drop in the comments and, and rate, not the podcast. But That's the, right. Only the, the ones that still like me, though. <laughs> yeah, the, we need to fill that The two haters that I have, y'all can fuck <laughs> off. Really, but You'll never get another them. foot massage again. <laughs> Ever. Oh, foot massage. That's oh, the bold massage. Oh, man. You never know what I, you're I've had relationships into. last longer than they should have because of the massage. What a great tip. <laughs> great tip. It's very strong. Oh, like, man. Maybe Good a work. relationship counselor otherwise. Oh, that'd be <laughs> that cool. That could be fun. Yeah. But, like, not a con- not a conventional one. Like, like I'm going to be a subjective one. Oh, really? Like, yeah. That might be controversial. Yeah, I would just pick the side of whose story I like better and be like, man, and the other person be like, you bullshit. This sounds more like a like a talk show host. Yeah. 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 I can actually, you're sorting out people's shit in that kind But I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be doing some of what these talk show hosts do. Like, the, <laughs> the real father is. It's like, hold on, man. Yeah. It's, hold yeah, on. it gets pretty How dark. How much you pay that dude to fake it like mm-hmm. he had a baby? <laughs> I know. There's some dark stuff that happens. Hashtag Jeremy Kyle, which oh. we won't go into some big news in the uk it's hideous anyway on to more positive stuff um great selections by the way thank you i was into those very much um i want to kind of like go right back before we talk about the new record um to almost like kind of the beginning of, of the journey in a way tell me about the first time that you held a trumpet oh man so okay the first time i held a trumpet my older brother who's about five and a half years older than me he played the trumpet first <laughs> and he was really good, but he was like super smart at school and really attractive and all this stuff. So like he did everything. Um, but I used to sneak into his room when he wasn't home and play his trumpet. Hmm. And I got a picture of me when I'm like I must be like seven and I'm wearing a big sombrero, the big 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 sombrero, and playing his trumpet in his room. And. I liked it then. That's kind of when I fell in love with it, honestly. Wicked. Because I guess, like, the first time you um, that you pick up a trumpet, when you go to blow it, unless you know how to do the kind of, like, raspy, like... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> thing I'm trying to do. What's, that's it. Yeah, what is that, that called again? That's called buzzing your lips. Buzzing, See, yes. trump is, the trumpet. What makes the trumpet so fucking dope uh-huh. is that the, vi- the sound that you're hearing is literally... The trumpet amplifies the mouthpiece and the mouthpiece amplifies the buzzing of the lips. So when your lips are buzzing, you put it on the mouthpiece and the mouthpiece buzzes and you put that into the trumpet, the trumpet buzzes. So you're actually hearing the vibration of my body. Unlike a saxophone, because I'm a sax hater, unlike a saxophone, (laughs) when you have a piece of wood that you're blowing through and that's blowing over and that's vibrating and you know that's what's resonating in the horn. So it's literally the air vibrating my lips that is making the sound of the trumpet it's wow that sounded so, so technical oh man no don't worry i, I think it's i was just really like trying to make that sound sexy but it didn't it worked for me okay, i'm feeling it that's good to know it's like i don't know you can kind of hear the tone uh, that, i guess that's why like trumpeters kind of have their individual tone in yeah. a way because you can he- almost sort of hear like the whether it's how breathy it is how mm-hmm. brash it is like it all kind of starts quite internally they all sound unique and that's out. why i don't really like trumpet players that sound like other trumpet players hmm. that sound completely like tone that's literally a dick rider <laughs> 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 i mean literally 
It's like if you have your own sound, you're not that person. Why are you doing yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. You literally spend all your time trying to sound like that person. I, I was just like fascinated by did you say Dick Ryder or I Dick Writer? Dick Ryder. Okay, fair. Uh, okay, I, I understand that. I thought it was the Dick Writer and I was like, that sounds funny, but we hang can on. rock with that though. <laughs> <laughs> understand the concept <laughs> we're going down um i feel you i feel you so i guess the first time you picked up that trumpet like you wouldn't have known necessarily how to do that i knew how to play it. i don't know why yeah i knew that oh you did i don't know why wow was it from watching your brother or was it kind of instinctive i, th- I think it was just instinctive i got it that must have been that crazy. didn't mean i wasn't amazing when i started sure but a couple months after i started i was way better than everybody else huh so much better that I started to take private lessons once a week during the band class. So like every Friday or every Thursday, usually it was Fridays, every Friday a private teacher would come and I would leave the class and go into the practice room and the teacher would teach me way more stuff. Wow. Every Friday. So clearly like saw the potential in you to kind of excel. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of advantages. One, the director who was the person, you know, I learned in class with everybody how to play the trumpet. First note E. Mm -hmm. First song I ever learned was Hot Cross Buns, (laughs) followed by Smoke on the Water. Nice. Followed by On Broadway and uh, with everybody else. And then uh, he really allowed me, he he saw me like gravitate and move real quick with it. So he was like, yeah, okay, you can have a, teacher and he he never let anybody give me shit for it or anything he's like he's gonna go once a week and study with somebody because he he can play Wicked. and then um and my mom worked at the school she was an administrator so perk yeah for sure so you kind of got like a real supportive unit around you right yeah there. so it means anytime i got in trouble at school i got my ass whooped right away <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have the whole day to like settle in you know you get in trouble in school and then like you got the whole day to think about it yeah or even get over parents? it and yeah. then you get off the bus and you walk into the door and ugh, no see i didn't get none of that i got my ass whooped fear. at school <laughs> In, in her office. Was that ever... Oh, okay. So it wasn't like in front of your schoolmates or anything. Oh, she was snatched... I mean, that was like middle school. So she was snatched me in front of everybody if I was uh, like... Tonight. That must have been really hard she for your, like... I don't know, for, for your mates to be around at that point to see that happen. Were you, like, super embarrassed about it? Or did you just get not, in, not so much embarrassed. I, I wasn't... I'm not easily embarrassed, but I, 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 I would be angry. Mm. I'd be pissed. You know, they'd be like... The teacher would be frustrated, be like, go to your mother's office. I'm like, damn it, can I just get in trouble? <laughs> like, can I just get, like, a detention or something? Like, why I got to go? No, go see your mother. It's like, damn. Extra punishment. And then when my mom would see me through the window in her office, the window, you know, the window and the door, when she would see me walk in in the middle of the class, she always look at the clock and look at me be like, sit your ass down. <laughs> you know, your parents, they do that angry talk thing where they, you can't hear them. Like, sit, sit down. And they right. talk through their teeth. Sit your ass down. Don't go nowhere. That's so Wait till man. I find out what happened. That's a unique experience where you're getting it from the man. teachers and your mum all at once. Man. Whoa. Heavy. It's never cool. Oh, bless you. Love Supreme Jazz Festival is just around the corner and the timings have been announced. Ms. Lauren Hill is headlining and the lineup is phenomenal. The Cinematic Orchestra, Snarky Puppy, Go Go Penguin, Makaya McRaven, Louis Vega doing a rare live set. The lineup is just 
sick. So if you haven't got tickets yet, go to lovesupremefestival.com. And to get yourself in the mood, you can check out our special podcast dedicated to the miseducation of Lauren Hill as well, featuring members of Steam Down, Andrea, Triana, Maeli Manzanza and more. Oh, bless you. So, like, how did you go from these lessons that you were having into, like, finding the stuff that really excited you and, like, finding a direction to go into? Well, mm, I mean, I, w- I think the direction was there from the start. Like, the, 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 the inspiration, as soon as I started playing it, it was like, whoa. And then um, it, it just, it was present. And then, um, I st- then I started, of course, listening to music differently. Once I started playing it, I started, every time I would hear it, I, I would start dissecting the different things I'm hearing, like sections, like, oh, this brass is doing this, reeds are doing this, there's this many drums, there's a bass, there's, you know, I like started hearing the different things, like listen to a song over and over again, but focus on one instrument at a time, um, and stuff like that. And then because I, because I got good real fast, there were other kids that were then inspired to get good and practice and so like i would have i had friends that would come over and we would just play all day like we would get sent to the garage because we didn't have a woodshed so we'd be in the garage playing all night just trying to improvise we didn't even know we were improvising Hmm. so it really you know and then as as it goes on you know my grandfather's a jazz legend so when i would get around and who is that for anyone listening doc cheatham was his name but like man when I met Clark Terry like he showed me a bunch of shit or like went and Marsalis or even Roy Hargrove I met later but like I'm trying to think when I was young Ronnie Matthews Jimmy Heath Benny Powell Al Gray Henry Butler like first time I ever took a solo in public I was at the New Orleans Jazz Festival I was like 12 I've been playing for like a year and a half wow and did you freak out or was it just Hell like yeah, taking I it in your stride? Okay. No, that I freaked out because that was a big festival with a lot of people. And um, I knew like Sea Jam Blues or St. Louis Blues. I just knew melodies. Okay. And then I got up on the stage and played the melody because he asked me to come up. And then he's like, now improvise. And the song's still going. So he says, improvise. I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to improvise. He's like, well, you about to learn. I'm like, okay. He's like, no, now, play. And I'm like, oh, shit. Baptism like, I don't, of fire. Man, I'm like 12, and my parents, you know, I remember coming on the stage, and my parents be like, man, maybe you shouldn't uh, play so long until you, like, you know, get really good at taking solos. I was like, I tried to stop. He wouldn't let me. So every time I tried to stop, he's like, keep going. That was good. Keep going. Take another one. I'm like, damn. He, I'm but you know, I didn't. I'm 12, so I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, you're just doing what, like, the most recent. I'm just doing what is. Al Gray said to do, and Al Gray. I mean, he was like, he must have been in his 80s then. Whoa. So I'm like 12, and this 80 year old man's like smiling, like, yeah, keep going. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, I know. I, well, I did know I was sucking air at that moment. Uh-huh. I was totally assing out, but I guess I didn't realize to what degree I was assing out. That must have been such a milestone. Do you ever think about that moment when you perform? Yeah, actually, especially lately, I when I'm doing tours and stuff. I'm looking. I'm just kind of like, wow. I'm actually. This is like what I spent the last twenty years trying to get to, mm-hmm. and how far you you go as an artist, or even as an instrumentalist, or as you know, as a musician. Um, how the the trumpet has become less hard to play. But it's become, like, to get better at the instrument, I have to do things like exercise differently. 
mm. or work out different muscle groups of my body so I can stand the right way, uh, which is hard to maintain when you're sitting on a plane all the time. You know right. what I mean? It's yeah. like no longer is it about scales unless you got some new scales. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to really learn bebop before I die. I'm going to be able to play bebop like I want to sound like Art Tatum Sick. or or Barry Harris or Bud Powell. So what are the what are some of the exercises that you find are helpful for you right now? Because it must be so hard to like break habits of a lifetime. And yeah. I guess it's like it's not even breaking. Maybe it's like adding to them. But it means that you have to change your behaviors. Yeah, I mean, it's really. I mean, the best exercise is sleep, and then sleeping flat on my back with no pillow. Oh, shit's getting deep now. Ooh, we are deep. I've um, just downgraded from two pillows to one. I mean, I used to be three, which is ridiculous. That's that's. Just, I know, that's, I know. That's gluttonous. <laughs> that's Too glut- much. gluttonous. But now I'm now I'm like one quite thin pillow, and I never thought I'd be able to fall asleep on one pillow. And it's like, oh, my neck doesn't hurt anymore. You know, you know, how, you know the difference between like passing out and sleeping. Uh, As in, like, like how deep the REM is and something. Yeah, or? like so. You you ever. Sometimes I come home so tired and I'll sit on the bed and then I'll lay, I'll just like lay f- straight back for a second mm-hmm. and my feet will be on the ground, but the rest of my body will be flat on the back. And then next thing you know, it's like you wake up seven hours later, the sun's coming up, the lights are on, you know, like you're still fully clothed. Sure. Slept on your back. Didn't even think about it. Yeah. Slept good too. Didn't wake up multiple times, didn't toss and turn, nothing. So... I'm trying to get to that all the time. Oh, interesting. But, you know, I have to be careful because I do astral travel. What's this? This sounds fascinating. Astral travel It's kind of like, so you know when you finish a yoga class uh-huh. and you do pranayama? What, uh, like dead man's sh- pose? Shavasana. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, like you can literally leave your body and walk around the room and come back. What's that experience like? It's trippy. But it's not sleep, so that's the thing. So in that position, I find it hard to, like, go to sleep. But I can get to that phase where it's like my body's asleep, but my soul isn't. And then your soul wanders. Because the reason why we sleep, everybody get out a pen and paper. (laughs) The reason why we sleep is because our bodies become too toxic for our souls and they have to clean themselves. So Mm -hmm. when we go to sleep at night, our souls leave our bodies. That's a very beautiful way of looking at it that's why when you return you're like oh this is is great so like the dream world isn't a dream world necessarily it's just it's where your soul is hmm hang on so if if the dream world is where your soul is but your soul has are you saying that the soul leads you for a little while Mm -hmm. so how did so we all astral travel while we sleep Mm. now depending on what how many drugs you took how many drinks you had how much pot you smoked how many puffs on your asthma inhaler See, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> how toxic your mind is, you know, how shitty food you ate. All that affects what happens to you when your soul travels. Hmm. So the more in tune with yourself you are, uh, the more in control you, you'll be. So I had to be very clear minded, very sober, very healthy to astral travel or to control my astral travels. Right. Instead of like going to sleep and having some crazy fucking dream that I didn't conjure up. And then coming back. Because, you know, there's when you're soul, when you enter the realm of souls, there's other entities that are not human and not souls. So they feed off of you if you are a low vibration, which is why we say raise your vibrations. 
Ah, of course, which is something I, I connect back to you with you, yeah. Whoa, okay, you've taken me to like this whole <laughs> place where I'm just like thinking, I'm like linking what my dreams have, how they're connected That's to it. toxicity. And all that helps you play the trumpet better. Wow. So, uh, yeah. But really exercise, just running, I think is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Cardio, any kind of cardio. If, if I feel myself being weak or unable to play, sleep and cardio. That sounds solid and practical. Or 100 push-ups. Doable. Push-ups, I think, if you can do 100 to 200 push-ups in a, in a day in like a, I don't know, however long, just don't rest a long time. Yeah. That I think that puts your body in the optimal, your overall body in the optimal shape. When you do a push-up, it's a lot, shoulders, core, neck. Right. Legs, all of that is activated. So I know that you're like obviously really into um like keeping fit and nutrition and I, stuff i do my best yeah yeah is that I something is it like oh yeah i guess we all do don't we we all need to like treat the soul and not the body every yeah. now and then um uh but i guess has that been something which has been more apparent since escape velocity to now with this new album or is that something that's always been a part of your part of your journey yeah i mean yeah definitely as i approach my mid-30s it's imperative and uh to remain healthy and uh or just always know how to get back um because when you start to slide off of that in your mid-30s and everybody everybody that's 28 right now listening to this is just laughing get ahead but just give it two (laughs) more years and when you have three glasses of wine watch how hard it is to get up the next day no matter how fit you are Mm mm-hmm so it comes down to choices. It comes down to knowing, like, you know, if it's, like, I'd rather have a drink at 7 p.m. or 4.30 than having a drink at 2 in the morning. Is that so you can, like, wear it off before you're yeah. sleeping? Yeah. Keep it pure. So I, yeah, so I can drink hell of water and go to sleep right. like an old man. Yeah. And be up at 8 o'clock and walk my toy poodle. <gasps> you have a poodle? I have a toy poodle. Oh, man. That's fun. His name is Huey. Huey. And he constantly gets the puppy cut so everybody thinks he's a puppy even though he's eight. Oh bless can we put a little picture of huey in our we in our yeah, little podcast i'll send you a okay. picture of huey. sweet yes please that would be great and he's a chick magnet too is he I oh i lie. can imagine he, i mean honestly eggs. he's a people magnet i've seen dudes lose it over my dog because <laughs> i live in la so like straight dudes they'll be like oh my god can i pet your dog i'm like it's kind of up to him <laughs> yeah. does um, he ever how, how is he selective about who pets him does he get a little bit like I don't know. Rory. He can be he can be bougie sometimes. <laughs> bougie, good way. I to mean, it. this dog has three passports. No way. How? I'm, I'm not joking. He's got one for the EU, uh-huh. one for America, and one for China. So, is he with you on this trip? No, because the UK don't play that shit. Oh, man. It's very difficult to bring a pet. We're so awkward, aren't we? No, you're. It's an island, so it may it makes it makes sense. Like I'm not tripping, but like the UK, Japan, those places, or any Muslim country, because they don't do dogs as pets okay. so it, those places you i just leave them if that's on the itinerary but otherwise he gets to come okay he's that's been to germany he's been to switzerland he's been to spain he's been all over the states he's been to china where else has he been does he have his own instagram account for his travels no nah, no he doesn't that's probably a bit distracting he's you, still isn't it? man he's still working <laughs> on answering the door without barking uh, he okay. does all this it's barking when the, it's like man just open the doorknob man. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and it's a handle too. Just jump up and grab that motherfucker. Right? <laughs> Why are you waking Dive me up? In. <laughs> Sign for the package and come back to sleep. Like Lazy Pooch. We'll yeah. work on it. Um so before I forget, that was like a, a beautiful poem in the sleeve of the new record. Can you, you tell us it. a little bit about it? Yeah, I haven't even I got, seen it yet. I got a sneaky little little peek at oh, it before man. it came out. Yeah, that's a poem written by one of my professors at Oberlin. Wow. Um, African American studies. And he was also my capoeira teacher. Huh. And um, his name is Professor Justin Emeka. He's a playwright and author. Um, so you studied African American studies whilst yeah, you were Yeah, so like I took, a, I took a theater course with him, and I took a, um, I took an intense capoeira course. It's super intense. It's like 8 a.m., three or four days a week for three hours. Hmm. Best shape I've ever been in in my life. Best trumpet playing I ever did, too. Um, physically, I guess that needs a lot of upper body strength, doesn't Man, it? Man, it's a lot of it's your whole body. Yeah, it's the only, it's one of the few things that after you do it, you're like, damn, I didn't know that part of my leg could be sore, or like my wrist, your I don't know between your wrist and elbow, your forearm sore. I, I don't. It's discover new muscles and things that can. Man, make. but like great shape. Wow, great shape. Um, and also, I did some private study with him too. Also, so I really, I really. Something this is well after the record was done. I I called him and I was like, man, I really need this needs some type of written component, and it can't be written by me because I'm too invested in the music, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll censor myself too much about what I'm saying and make it too much about that or it's too much. I need I need somebody outside of the music to write. But I need I don't want you to write about the music. I want you to write a reflection on the music. Hmm. And so I told him these are the songs and the music. The songs are, are my expression of Star People Nation. So I want you, the other artists, the, the spoken word and written artists to give me to listen to this album and then write what you think about it. And we had conversations about what the album means and all of that. But again, it, those are my opinions. I want your what it inspired you to feel not your reflection on what i'm telling you hmm. so we had a, a lot of back and forth before he wrote that poem because and he, he's smart and he was also one of my professors so he's like oh okay so you want me to write something you want me to write something from this standpoint or this standpoint he was like testing me in a way too seeing how much i've i've grown artistically right like how in sense. your concept you are I right guess. he was yeah exactly so he tested my concept he <laughs> really he put me through multiple he's like okay cool cool all right mm. so you want it like this way or this way or like how do you see it and he's like okay cool and he was like i didn't realize but he was extracting from me um just how how invested or how thought out i was about it and really really narrowing down what my meaning and principles behind it were. And then um, then he'd be like, okay, cool. So call me in three days. Let's talk again. I'm like, damn, this is like, it's like trying to convince somebody to do something, but I'm not convincing. This like, I felt like I was interviewing him to work a job for me. Mm. And he was kind of like, oh, okay, mm, well, if I'm going to take this project on, I need to know, is it like this or is it like this? And can I do this? And so, and again, and I stuck with it. Like, nice. I mean, I stuck with it in the sense I never went, look, man, just write whatever you want. Or, nah, you can't write that. So it was very, like, he he really um, spoke to my integrity. Yeah. Which, I mean, he was my professor, so he taught me a lot about integrity. 
talking a lot about those. He was really impactful on me. So it was beautiful to bring him, bring him into what I'm doing now. That's wicked. It sounds like a really personal element. It's very to the personal. Album. Everything is very personal. Even the person who did the layout, this cat named Jack Harper, who works with um, the brand of Cold Wall, like he, we ha- we had to get personal in order for him. And then he started doing the layouts, and the shit looked amazing. Hmm. We know multiple conversations. We met up all those kind of things and just hung out as people. So everybody involved in the project, the photographer, all of that, everything is, is people that I have some type of rapport with, personally or, and, and or artistically. And that totally comes across in the liner notes as well. Oh I, yeah. I was reading them yesterday and like, all like the very sincere thank yous that you have and like <laughs> yeah. people's relations to the album. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me that you are super close to Dee Dee Bridgewater. Oh, super duper. I've never seen a jazz vocalist like more powerful or engaging or alluring than Dee Dee Bridgewater. Me, She's me phenomenal. Either. In my lifetime, no. She, you know, Dee Dee's, Dee Dee's a special human being all around and you can feel it in her aura man and that's why she sings like that Mm. it's really her aura and it's really her it's really her lifestyle and her vibe and her energy and i've seen all sides of her you know a lot of sides of her so what's your connection because i think you described her on the liner notes as like an an adopted mom or something Dee's like i'm like her fourth child nice i'm her adopted child and she she caught me in a period in my life where I was super active and had all my stuff together and had this vision. And she saw me and she was like, I see what you're trying to do and I know how to do it. Like, you, you, I, I know I know exactly what you need to do with what you have. And I'd, I'd like to get behind you doing it. And what I was, was it like, like to hear that? Oh, man. you could. I, I don't think I came back down to earth a couple months <laughs> literally did you already kind of like know of her music and and respect her or did you I get did. to know her after that i knew i knew i knew who she was um when i found out she was coming to town and i was gonna get to work with her and then i started digging real deep um but still like i mean i worked with Dee for years and then found out I'm like you did a duo with ray charles you know what i mean there's like live footage of it that's it's on a record like what Stuff was like that, that tune? When did that come out? I know as soon as I said that, I was like, oh shit, what's the name of that song? <laughs> we'll um, find it and link to it as well. I know the, the melody. Uh, <sighs> when I remember the documentary that I was talking about earlier, then. I want to say Children that, of the Night, but that's not even close. Stranger in the Night, something okay. like that. We've got some keywords for a good Man, song. but it's so good. And like, she's like, yeah, that was one of the things that, that really boosted her career. Like, notoriety wise right like name recognition wise especially uh i think in italy but it it, it was it's an incredible duo too because ray charles is an amazing singer and so is Didi. and i don't ju- i don't just mean vibe wise and like yeah we know they're soulful and all that shit but i mean just like technically mm. they're both ridiculous so it really you know just all the stuff you find out about people years, 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 years into your relationship with them, and all it makes you go like, "What? Really? I had I had no idea." She's like, "Oh yeah, I, I there were years where I just wore it's a Miyake exclusively." Amazing. It's like, I, you, I mean, what? 
you know, it's like, yeah, you want to go by the showroom? Yes, we want to go by the showroom. <laughs> <laughs> We're like 26, like, you know, Miss Issey Miyake? Come on, man. That's rap That's rap star shit. Like, that's mod inspired. We want that, so. Wow. Gosh. And Didi can, man, Didi can hang. I bet she seems like <sighs> such good company, like really fun, really open-hearted, really spiritual. I don't know how she does it because she will hang longer than all of us. When we were touring with her, we were all in our 20s. Uh-huh. She was 60. Oh. And Do you know what it is? She's she not wearing, wearing a face. Out. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> nah, she's not, really wor- like there's no, there's no actor her even, I, I can imagine. I mean, I don't, I don't know her, but I can imagine that she is completely herself and sometimes when people are around people they they put up their normal like face their right. normal front for socializing but i can imagine with her she's just completely like her soul is yep. open but like, you gotta stay on your toes because that means she'll call you out right away huh if you're not that's a good quality or any type of i think one time i sneeze at the table and i use the 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 like the napkin napkin right it, it was it was a restaurant so i used the cloth napkin <laughs> to wipe my nose oh she lost her shit on me. she was like you can leave the table now i was like what you mean she's like you can leave the table now you're Damn. done eating dinner with us i was like oh yeah i thought it was a joke she's like no you're you're done don't ever do that again i was like oh shit Whoa. <laughs> i won't know that if i ever get the chance to have dinner with her jeez so, okay you know, good to know so she, she, you know she didn't play she didn't play none of that shit at yeah. the same time. She'd be joking around with you, having fun with you, but you did something like that. She, nope, Didi don't play that shit. Damn, okay. And, and I've, I've, I've never seen Didi allow anyone to even slightly disrespect her in any type of way or even start to. Everyone she can take some down. influence from that. Man, she takes shuts that down so quick. You got to hmm. remember, Didi was raised in segregation mm. in the American apartheid, so she don't take no shit and she don't take no handouts neither right not that she ever needed it but i'm just saying that type of execution is flawless it's yeah. a beautiful beautiful character she's an inspirational person um gosh we're almost out of time but i yeah. feel like i just want to like wrap up by just like highlighting the album a tiny <laughs> bit more because i i got to have a little sneak peek to a few yeah. tracks um only yesterday and it's fantastic and for everyone that loves um escape velocity i think it's going to be such um, a, a brilliant, exciting follow-up because there there is a journey from oh, yeah. um, from the album to to the new one mm-hmm. where you know you've got this distinctive style, but we've got you know this freshness which is sort of coming. So can you just tell us about like what you're most proud about with the album? Uh, I'm, I'm most proud that I did it myself. Hmm. I didn't have a lot of help uh, that wasn't hired. So as in like you know like Bob Powers mixed it, but I mixed it first and then he remixed it together with he made me be pre- he didn't do anything when I wasn't present on his request so I learned a lot through through doing the album um still my band so there was no there was no key there was no no gimmicks it's no a really like personal vision super personal and I sacrificed nothing I, if I I mean I spent as much as some people spend on houses whoa to make that album whoa. And I did it myself whoa yeah mind blown um it's a sick album man congratulations it's so good to hang out and chat with you today (laughs) thanks for having me thanks Thanks for having me
I'm off to go practice my astral traveling. Meanwhile, if you want to check out some cool stuff, then you can do on supremestandards.com, where we pick out some new music from Chicago band Reservoir, alongside Flow Fills featuring Alpha Mist, and there's also a long read there as well called The Sober Truth About Venues and What Needs to Be Done. We'll catch you for the next episode. If you've enjoyed, make sure to subscribe. And remember, if you're listening on Intel, you can share your favorite chapters with your friends too. Leave us a comment if you fancy. I'll catch you very soon.